0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Snell Nation. And I say good morning because it is currently 18 minutes after midnight. So, so to uh, be accurate, I'll go ahead and say good morning. Now, there's a lot of things that have been discussed here on on uh, on my podcast. Uh, a lot of it dealing with um, politics and. Um, A lot of things uh, tied to the uh, case-demics, scam-demic, pandemic, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, Dealing with mask mandates. And now that the forthcoming uh, vaccine mandates, critical race theory, uh, social justice, racial justice, the race industry in general. um, All that good stuff. And some things peppered in there from the Constitution. Um, So there's that. But I think it's important that we that we don't lose sight of the big picture. And if and if we and if we don't have sight of the big picture, at least, you know, put it put it into frame and engage focus. Because as we go back and forth over, you know, and and I've stressed this before, you know, over social issues that are crafted in such a way that they're never meant to be resolved, it's like a war. It's meant to be continuous. It's meant to be something that um, individuals or an individual can go back to and use to make money, you know, acquire influence, power, political positioning, whatever. But it's not meant to be resolved. And in recent years, we, we get a couple of new ones that are just kind of thrown on there for, for good measure. But we can't forget to ask relevant questions um, and demand real answers. And who are we demanding these answers from? Uh, well, as citizens of a uh, allegedly free nation, uh, we should be able to demand those answers from our political officials, um, our public servants, uh, even though I've dubbed them now as public masters, but um, they're, they're supposed to be public servants. We should be able to ask questions about what's really going on in our country and how we're governed and. You know who's actually in control and and how does lobbying work in dc and how does the federal reserve work and all that stuff we should be able to ask those questions and get real answers um but we don't um those who do ask those questions are uh stifled and and pushed aside and for everyone else you are fed a steady diet of of nothing burgers (laughs) of just absolute nonsense and and Distractions and propaganda and misinformation, real misinformation, because that word has just been used to death, but real misinformation to just keep us hating each other and hating ourselves and, and bickering over nothing while our treasury gets raided, our rights slowly disintegrate, and our liberties become completely non-existent. So, big picture things. I want to focus on just just one thing in particular we talk about um, totalitarianism um, we talk about it as if it's a distant thing as something that's just so far away uh, from Western civilization that it's an impossibility it's 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 something from the past something we read about in history books that were great tragedies and great lessons that we all learned something from that would never happen to us. And if you really look back at some of those situations, you'll see that the citizens of that era believe the exact same thing leading up to catastrophe. So it's important that we ask those relevant questions and we try to keep our eye on relevant things. And tonight, uh, there was something that I, I just wanted to talk about a little bit. The uh, A little bit about uh, cryptocurrency or digital currency. And, you know, you hear a lot about uh, Bitcoin and and Dogecoin and and a bunch of others. I think Ethereum is another one. And there's there's a ton of them now. And half of them are pump and dump schemes and Ponzi schemes and all that stuff. Um, A few legit ones in there. Uh, But uh, it's the talk of the town. And going back uh, two, three years ago, you know, I, I raised the question, hey, well, if the central banks, if they set the interest rates, if they subsequently control the money supply, you know, wh- isn't it something that would hurt them? You know, isn't it something they would want to get in on and create their own or try to um, work? In conjunction with the governments of whatever country to put a bit of a a noose or a stranglehold on uh cryptocurrency and I, i didn't get much feedback on it and everyone was just riding the highs of of bitcoin and and all that stuff and everybody's making money and you know it's this new great thing and people are uh turning it into their retirement portfolio and and they're just sinking just hundreds of thousands of dollars into it, which, hey, that's fine if you think it's a sound investment. And it looked like it at the time. But I did wonder, you know, could it be put, could cryptocurrency be put in the crosshairs of the Federal Reserve and the federal government? And I say the Federal Reserve and the federal government because they're completely separate entities Those most of us should know by now that the Federal Reserve isn't federal, nor does it have reserves. It's not tied to our government. It's a centralized banking cartel with 12 regional branches spread out across this country. We seem to forget that from time to time. And it's cute that, you know, um, it has the label of the Federal Reserve. um, And our government is able to put, um, I believe they can nominate only one person um to, to sit on the board and all the rest are just sort of selected in secret and no one asks any questions. And don't you dare um throw out hashtag audit the Fed or you're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> that the the go to. The go to. I mean you've you've heard me before that that's the go to. So here we are now and there's just this talk that's just It's come out of almost nowhere about a new digital currency, CBDC, Central Banking Digital Currency. And I'm not surprised by this. I figured it would only be a a matter of time, Um, but it's going hardcore, and there's plenty of countries that are exploring it as a concept um and there are quite a few that would like to implement it as as soon as well within the next five years and this is a huge deal and it bothers me a little bit that the fact that so many of us don't see it as that we'll spend more time arguing over pro-life or pro-choice or all lives matter black lives matter you know uh, republicans versus democrats you know uh, just all this stuff you know d- d- should you know uh transgenders get their own bathrooms you know and people will legitimately go back and forth and they will argue and and you could almost You know, most of it is through social media, so it's a lot of keyboard warriors, but you can almost just see them standing on their desk, typing on their keys frantically, just punching them, you know, screaming in all caps and exclamation points and all that stuff and can go on for days about things like that. Things that in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter when compared to, you know, who sets the interest rates, who controls the money supply, you know who controls our political officials, you know, who's, who's funneling in millions and millions of dollars into all these different, uh, uh, campaign finance programs. And, you know, who really controls our tax code, who really wrote it, you know, who keeps adjusting it, you know, the, there, there's so many other issues that actually impact our lives that are just infinitely more important, but we'll sit around and bicker about, you know, someone throwing up a, uh, some sort of gang sign at the Olympics or, you know, uh, someone, uh, and so much of this stuff is intentional, you know, someone desecrates the, the American flag and and they want to be a Olympic athlete. And we'll go back and forth about that. You know, some mediocre soccer player decides to take a knee, you know, during, during the, the national anthem, you know, I, I mean, there's, it's just an endless stream of distractions and, and we just never, we never really get around to talking about serious issues. And it's been that way for a very long time. I would have to say well over a hundred years of just these little distractions. Whenever the people start asking too many questions and start to get too close to scratching the surface on something that's actually relevant you know something happens or some distraction or it's like it's like this infinite loop you know and and we've really been in the past the past two years i would say the past five years um because when trump became president which i i don't believe that was even supposed to happen i believe it was supposed to be hillary (laughs) um but he won and some people just completely lost it and the mainstream media went into the Orange man bad. everything is racist all of a sudden right now. reparations are you know deserved and and all that stuff, and you have to go back to the legacy of slavery and Jim Crow because those are the golden gooses that just keep laying those wonderful eggs and and it's a well that will never run dry. but we had years of that of just pure hatred being sown into the mines of millions and millions of people. So we have all these distractions. Meanwhile, you know, we we have power consolidation, monetary consolidation, you know, more and more money in the hands of fewer and fewer and fewer people. I mean, and, and we saw it in 2020, those who were looking, that is, where you had just small businesses Closed, forced to close or fined, or the business owners were arrested. We saw plenty of footage of that where the police were utilized to just go in and just start swooping people up that refused to close their bar or their grocery store or their whatever. But at the same time, we had Targets that were open, we had Walmarts that were open, Home Depot's, Lowe's. And I saw it driving around. All these tiny little local shops. In the city that I live in, closed with signs up and everything. Or there would be a warning or something on, on the window saying if it, you know, if it's if it's seen that they're violating curfew, you know, this'll happen or they'll be fined or whatever. But then I go around the corner and I see a Walmart super center that's, you know, open twenty four seven. Crowded. You know, sometimes people are wearing masks, sometimes they're not. Sometimes people are social social distancing. Sometimes they weren't. But there was no real pressure or anything like that. So we had these corporations and their shareholders and, you know, that made billions. And quite a few of our billionaires total raked in several trillion. So we have all these things going on infinitely infinitely more important than the ridiculous nonsense that's being just thrown at us from uh csnbc and and cnn and uh msnbc fox news i mean it's it's all the the same shenanigans really you know you you can tell me that they're different you know and they have different points of view uh yeah not really they they kind of just play a part of the the uh, two-sided paradigm, so everything is a sport, so it's always us versus them, you know, and they and they serve their purpose. But right now we have a centralized banking cartel that is working in, in tandem with institutions with within our government, the government that we fund and that is supposed to be, you know, of us, by us, for us. And large mega corporations and um, multinational conglomerates and you know uh, corporations like uh, BlackRock, which has over nine point five trillion dollars in assets, management holdings, all that stuff, so much control, and they've even worked directly with the Federal Reserve, <laughs> and that's not real news. You can you can Google this stuff and you'll find the articles, things like, you know, the little little snippets that are in the the New York Post or, you know, uh, uh, the Wall Street Journal or something like that. But it's not treated as like a big deal when it it really is. It's a huge deal. And sure enough, you have the uh, the central bank digital currency, the CBDC being talked up, being, being pushed and promoted in countries across the world. And then now you're having this shift where people are starting to demonize and attack uh, cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Dogecoin and that kind of stuff. And even our legislative branch of government is getting in on the fun. As we just had the $1 trillion infrastructure bill that, um, that, that has been pushed through. Infrastructure bill, and it's got a little, 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 little nugget slipped in there that actually states about it lines out the plan for the IRS to start collecting taxes on cryptocurrency. And the number they threw in there, I believe, was twenty eight billion dollars is the expectation. That's the, you know, the, the quote unquote lost, you know, revenue. Um, with cryptocurrencies being able to operate so, so freely. And then you have those that are really pushing CBDC, um, BlackRock being one of the many companies that are pimping this thing out there will demonize Bitcoin. They'll talk about the, the, the lack of control, um, by the monetary authority of each, uh, individual country which is just a cute way of saying that the centralized banks for each of these regions, they don't have enough control. So if they can demonize and and attack these different forms of cryptocurrency, and then at the same time also utilize the government apparatus, the legislative branch for one, to create more constraints and and to make it a bit harder um, to utilize these avenues, for, for managing your assets, and uh, there you have it. I mean, I, that would definitely make a shift and would prep everyone for the big push for CBDC because, it, I mean, it's it's coming. And there's a part of me that wonders, you know, is that why? we've been in this just just years of just endless conflict and 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 issues and all these these huge or at least they're they're sold to us as huge issues just being just hitting us and and pummeling us and pummeling our psyche from all angles you know if it's not like a you know data breaches and, and um different accounts being hacked and identities being stolen. You know, if it's, if it's not all that, then now we have all the COVID stuff and, you know, everyone's getting sick. And now there's the, the Delta variant. And I'm sure in a couple months, there'll be some new variant and it'll just keep going. So that'll be a part of the cycle. Then when that's not going on, then there's all the racial justice, social justice stuff. And then if that's not going on, then there's just the, the economic collapse or, um, the, as I like to put it, the controlled demolition of the middle class and small businesses, you know, you, you have all this going on and we're so distracted that we're just, we're not even noticing the consolidation of power, you know, the, the consolidation of, of money and assets, which will seal the deal for the transition into uh totalitarianism. And I was watching an interesting video. I can't can't remember the um, economist, uh, his name, but, you know, and I certainly don't want to take credit for it. But he was was pretty spot on in his analysis. And he talked about just what is it that's really blocking totalitarianism? And a lot of times we think, you know, it's, it's our constitution, it's our institutions, it's our history as a nation, you know, yada, 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 yada. But what he posed, what he proposed was that what it is, is our two circuit monetary system. The fact that right now our monetary system is split. There's the private circuit and then there's the public circuit. The private circuit being your uh, commercial banks, your uh, people like me, just all of us, you know, all the commercial transactions. Um, that kind of stuff commercial transactions commerce all that Um, and then you have the uh, the public circuit which is more the federal reserve and their regional branches and also commercial banks but it's a smaller uh, it's a smaller network be it the public versus the private and if there's a way that the central banks can try to cut out some of the middlemen uh, be it commercial banks, it would be much easier to control, well, just about everything. Because as it stands right now, I believe the, the rough number um, that I saw was, uh, as far as commercial banks, we have over 4,367 commercial banks in the US. That's, that's a very large web. It's hard to coordinate and control a web that big. But if you can cut that middleman out, And have the central bank and its regional branches manage the money and be able to directly uh, push funds to me and control the process directly to me, the customer. That would take 4,367 and it would narrow it down to 12, all operating under the same umbrella. I would say that would definitely make it a little bit easier to control. And manipulate and if you still can't see the totalitarian element in that you know let me just paint a picture for you let's say you just go out you want to go shopping you see some clothes that you'd like to purchase you take out your CBDC card (laughs) and you go to swipe to buy those clothes and it's denied well, why is it denied? Oh, well, wait a minute. Um, your, uh, your social credit score, it dropped because of something you posted on social media. You said something negative about the government or a political official or a political rival or a, a foreign ally. Oh, no, no, no. So we, we had to shut your card off. Well, what do you do? Who do you you go to? Because as it stands right now, no one really audits the Fed. No one really audits any of these centralized banking cartels. There's no oversight. There's no real transparency other than what they choose to show us, which isn't much. So what do you do? I mean, if you have an issue with a commercial bank, you know, there's the FDIC, there's there's different things you can do to push them in one direction or the other. There's there's some controls that are, that are there. But if everything is consolidated and everything is centralized, you know, on paper, I'm sure there's plenty of people that can talk it up and make it sound like it's such a great thing. It's it'll be a more safe and secure you know monetary system and monetary network and you know direct access from the consumers you know at the at the, the base level the user level and you know and you know we're, we're more secure less likely for breaches and hacks and all that kind of stuff yeah 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 you can talk that up but let's talk about the whole enchilada let's talk about the whole deal Because in scenarios like this, you have to think worst case scenario, especially when you're talking about a transition towards something that um, puts all the keys in the hands of a handful of people. And you and when we're talking about this, all the technology and everything that that we have right now, you always have to think worst case. Another great example of that would be um, Apple when they made their big announcement that they're gonna introduce software in iOS 15 that'll allow them to scan photos that are uploaded on the cloud through your phone. Now, their, their reason that they gave was, oh, well, we wanna scan and uh, make sure that no one has um, any images that can be considered child abuse or child exploitation. And they can scan those photos and make a determination and then involve the authorities if necessary. Well, sure, you know, think of the children. You know, that's that's always that's a primary go to to get people to be on board with something that gives uh, unlimited access or unlimited power, an unprecedented amount of power in the hands of a few people. And so much of it is subjective. They can just make their own determination on what's right and what's wrong. And then they can shift the goalposts as needed. They can shift um, the focus as needed. You know, today it could be child exploitation um, uh, and and potential child abuse photos. And then tomorrow it can be um, a determination on, you know, th- this is what, you know, a white Ring, wing extremists would have on, on their phone and so we made the determination that that's, that's the criteria and we did a search and we found these pictures you know and so you have to think worst case scenario and it's the same thing with this uh central bank uh, digital currency and it's yeah it's coming and I mean we're so we're so lost in the sauce as they say and We're so busy um, just with all of our distractions and then our normal routine acting as if this is just another day, another walk in the park, um, that this is going to come out of nowhere. And, you know, I I really I mean, I I hope I'm wrong, but I haven't been wrong thus far. Especially over the events that have happened over the past 18 months. But more distractions are going to come. You know, it's it's incredibly sad. And now we've got Afghanistan just, you know, crumbling by the hour, which, you know, which is happening because of the actions of the current uh, presidential administration, actions that they decided to take that yielded results that were incredibly predictable. Anyone could have, anyone could have lined out exactly what would happen considering the way they just left and left equipment and water and weapons and everything and prisoners and just left in the middle of the night you know big shocker that the taliban would swoop in you know but uh, hey it's great for defense contractors because that's more money to make in another year or two when uh more soldiers go back in you know more defense contractors go back in and then, you know, another maybe wait another 10, 15 years. We could do it all over again. You know, so it's. There's there's some there's some tough times ahead, really, really tough times ahead, you know, but um, I'll leave you with a pretty simple quote. Give me control of a nation's money supply, and I care not who makes its laws. Mayor Rothschild. That's one of my favorite quotes because it's it's something that kind of uh, lends some uh, perspective for those of us who still believe that the Constitution will protect us. And, you know, that that's our document, uh, the heart and soul of the nation, which, yes, yes, heart and soul of the nation. And it it is a beautiful document. Um, But if we're not going to take the time to really analyze our current state of affairs and acknowledge um, how so many amendments within the Constitution have been circumvented over the past uh, 30 years, uh, usually under the guise of um, for your own safety and protection, um, then it's somewhat meaningless. And and it'll become uh, less and less meaningful as time presses on and our legislative branch continues to pump out more wonderful uh, legislative products that they've had sitting on the shelf waiting for this golden opportunity um, because uh, what is the saying? Let no good crisis go to waste. You know, that's where we are because as I've said before, someone always benefits from our misery. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the rest of your weekend Thank you for all your feedback and support. Snell Nation out.